You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall podcast. If you'd like to watch too, you can head over to youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Up the Waterfall episode 8. Yep, it is 8. <laughs> part 27 of our Epcot series. Just <laughs> Seems kidding. like it. It is part 4 of our Epcot series, which we sillily thought would be one part, but surprise, we talk a lot. There's a lot to cover with Epcot. Indeed. I am, as always, Susanna Otis, or Zanna, as I'm known in some realms or xanaland from xanaland and this is scott otis my husband with me today oh tisney and every day oh every oh thanks we are continuing and of course christian is with us our ever faithful producer on the side he mm -hmm. doesn't have a microphone but he can shout if he needs to he provides us with facts and figures when we are like when did that happen so we're continuing again <laughs> if you haven't listened to the first now three episodes we do recommend you start there you can mm -hmm. jump in now but it's going to be in the middle of world showcase because we ended our last episode in china or equatorial africa oh that's right we did cover that so a little bit we are going obviously clockwise is that clockwise it depends from on if you're looking from the sky or from under the earth Ooh, that's a deep yeah uh, anyway, we're st we started <laughs> in Mexico, and now we're going around that way, and we are in Germany. Germany which actually, incidentally, has a, a very famous clock. I was so, looking earlier today at, we, we keep talking about where you can find some great resources on things that we're discussing, and there is a great ProgressCityUSA.com. I love that blog, by the way blog post about uh, the Germany pavilion itself and it is really it's called uh, examining Epcot the Germany showcase written way back in 2011 which is you know right around when I was blogging a lot more even though that blog is you know is around has been around for that long pretty much everything on there is still completely evergreen yes because it's it's, it's historical a historical uh, uh, blog yeah. And, and that is one of the really, really good blocks. Finding factual tidbits and concept art and fun things like that. So this post um, examines where all of the architecture for the Germany Pavilion in Epcot came from in actual Germany. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool if you want to go through and look at that and see where, you know, the St. George and the Dragon statue comes from, and the clock tower, like you said, uh, and just all sorts of fun little nods. And when they did the, going back to Norway for a quick second, when they did the update to Norway to add the Frozen Ride, but they also added the Royal Summerhus. Summerhus. Where Anna and Elsa meet and greet and added another little shop when you get out of that meet and greet. That mm -hmm. is also very authentic. We saw a presentation yes. on that. I guess it was that Epcot probably 30 or 35. 
It was either that or one of the destination. Yeah, one of those. I, it's hard to remember all those things, but yeah, my imagineering friend Wyatt, who uh, w- was head, heading up that project, he uh, they went to Norway and got all kind, you know, yeah, went to all kinds of different places throughout Norway to make sure that all of that was authentic. So while Arendelle may be a fictional city within, I I mean they don't really say it's Norway, but it's landscape wise, that's what it's. Landscape and architecture, yes. Um, But the new section of Norway is very authentically themed to the actual country of Norway. Absolutely. Houses you'll find there and things like that. So Mm -hmm. they are still continuing, thankfully, to do that kind of attention to detail, even if what's (laughs) held inside is not It's important, I think. uh, I agree. From the original Epcot vision to, to maintain that. Yes. And, I mean, you do know a handful of Imagineers, and thankfully all of them are major original Epcot yes, fans. Yes, they are so. giant fanboy nerds this is like us. why I'm okay with things most of the time because <laughs> I know that the people behind things have the best of intentions. They really do, yes. are sometimes limited by higher-ups and budgets and things like that. Yes. But that's another topic that we'll discuss <laughs> a different time. Anyway, check out Progress City USA if you want on that Germany thing. Unfortunately, that was the only one I could find that he did, so there weren't other I'm countries. sure there are more. Because um, uh, but uh, the thing about his blog, it's it's a rabbit hole easily. Yes, there are lots is. of links to previous blog posts that then mm-hmm. have links to other blog posts. It's, <laughs> but that's a great place to get lost in yes, my opinion. Definitely. Uh, because as I mentioned, that is one of the greatest uh Disney historical blogs. So check it out. I agree. So what's your favorite part of the Germany Pavilion as we walk through? And um, I actually enjoy st- kind of stepping back uh, and looking at the architecture as a whole. There is so much going on there. Uh, if you look at just kind of all the roof work, yes. it really is, it's so diverse and there's so much of it. Uh, I don't know. I guess I've t- kind of taken to doing that. Um, <laughs> I, I never ate at the restaurant when I just wait oh when I when I was there as a youngster but I have been there many times no, since I've been there and it, <laughs> that restaurant that is the beer garden is one of my favorite yes. places to to eat and it has changed a little from when it first started it was always the buffet situation mm-hmm. but I think it was anyway someone may prove me wrong um, but back in the day you could get appetizer things as well like you mm. could get um, a whole stick full of pretzels they would bring you interesting to, because that's one of my major memories and I've posted this photo before of my dad and I in ponchos um, <laughs> outside the Germany pavilion where it's you know the daily three o'clock rainstorms which we were on vacation so you know we just put a poncho on and and kept up with it um, but we ducked into the Germany pavilion one time and we were soaked to the bone even though we had ponchos on eventually and it was freezing, and we got pretzels, and that Aww. memory is ingrained in my mind. So. That's nice. But they don't do that anymore. <laughs> but I also like how they have just a, a wide diversity of shops there, uh, including the toy shop and the Christmas yes. shop. That's always fun to look through. I mean, it is one of the five of the eleven attra- or five of the eleven countries that does not have an attraction. Um, so, you know, you. You take what you have there. I know that they were going to have a Rhine River boat uh, attraction, and that is something that I sure wish they would have done and I will always miss. But um, it it is a great one just to dip in, dip through, and uh, go through all of the different shops. You can go 
counterclockwise or clockwise, and, and there's all kinds of fun, intricate things to see, like even the cuckoo clock shop and all that. Yes. I'm wondering What are you if, looking at? I'm trying to see if it really was not a buffet originally, and you just ordered it off the menu. Do you think? I believe Burn it was. Burnham doesn't always specify. Was. He just says that they're what the food offerings are. It's not very specific. That's okay. Um, but there is, of course, the show within Absolutely. that restaurant that is like an attraction. An oompa band. And, and some of those people have been there from the start, I think. That's right. Um, and, you know, it's one of those classic experiences that's not necessarily specific to Epcot, but just a cultural kind of um, everyone on the dance floor and dance around. <laughs> and, you know, I did that when I was little, and then my mom was able to dance with my kids when they were little. Aww. So it was a fun generational yeah. thing. Yeah, and uh, they have another one with where they played with the bells. Yes. A different. There's a lots of, <laughs> there's uh, so many good ones. Yes. So. Make sure to check that out if you can. And I always loved <laughs> the shops there because, um, as I've, you know, you know this, I grew up going to Maine and lived in New England in Massachusetts. So most of the stores that I went to up there were that kind of old-timey. Aww. I mean, I went to Toys R Us, too, or Child World, if anyone remembers that. From I do not. It was a New England thing, <laughs> um, like Toys R Us, but it closed down. Anyway, um those were very similar t style stores that I would see in like you know old shops, and those are fun towns. to go through. Yeah, They're so I always very felt very at see. home in that, even yeah. though I'm not of German descent. Um, <laughs> it was just always a fun time, and the Christmas shop I always loved going through oh, Christmas yeah. shops and so. pickles. The pickles. pickles. I don't think the pickles ornaments. were as big as I know, but it's I like them. <laughs> they are fun. fun to see the pickle on I was in there the other day, and some guy <laughs> walked up and he's like. What's a pickle doing in a Christmas shop? And I was like, oh, he's going to find out. There's a whole story to there that. Is. We won't get into that now, though. <laughs> um, and, of course, right outside Germany was a World Key. A World Key Center. kiosk. That's right. Good one times. of the very few that were. I think that was the only one out in World Showcase. I think so, but, too, uh, yeah. But I would always stop by it and just, you know, play a quick game with yeah. whatever that oh, I liked name was. Yeah, I like to just see, find all the information there. I never did make many uh, reservations, but uh, it was fun to be able to talk to the live people from somewhere else. <laughs> did you just like talk to them? And yeah. What did you say? Just w hey, asking them questions. I can't eat in your restaurants, but can you tell me about? Well, they weren't there just to make <laughs> oh. dining reservations. They were there for information oh. too. Hmm. I guess so. I never used them for information. Yeah. I actually have friends who uh, had that job at one point that their job was actually in Cinderella Castle. Whoa, that's crazy. Where, the, I where currently the Cinderella suite the, is. That was like telephone situation yeah, up there. Yeah, that's right. I had heard that. Very interesting. Unique, interesting thing. But huh. I like the next uh, country. Italy? Yeah. <laughs> Italy. Uh, well, on our way <laughs> to Italy, of course, you know, this was an oh, original, right. but we did talk about how they added that train set in the, the Romantic Road in 1995. The Flower and Garden Festival. Mm -hmm. Fun times. Episode three is where you can hear me talk about that. And right. Wikipedia is where you can see where I changed it to correct them. And they have <laughs> miniature festivals going on yeah. within those little that little town as well. So, but so after Italy that, is your another country? I mean, it's another country. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying you liked it better. Honestly, uh, to be in my super young young days, Italy was probably the one that I kind of 
zoom through the I most. I was going to say, like, I never took to, because those shops were always very, like, high-end yeah. crystal things Crystals, and perfume, perfume that and I would, yeah, that I was not interested in at all. So we would always, well, not always, but every once in a while go through that first shop that went all the way down. And we did eat in... <laughs> the restaurant a couple of times that was probably where i had fettuccine alfredo for the mm. first time i think um and i went there a few times as an adult as well before it switched over to tutto italia mm-hmm. uh i do yeah. like the uh, the architecture yeah it was always fun. well originally in there was the teatro de bologna okay or di bologna. oh that's right and my dad was picked. They had one of those in Italy and then the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. This those is little... they had like a little street theater where they had had some minstrels that would come out and kind of perform oh, yes, a, uh, I guess, what, like what kind of stories? Uh, Fifteen would they tell? minute shows, according to Birnbaum, the Great Impasta, <laughs> in which selected members of the audience have the chance to play heroes, heroines. And the vilest of villains in a style Ooh. reminiscent of the Renaissance Commedia dell'arte. Okay. And I, all I remember is my dad had like a weird cape put on him and he was pretending to be a turtle. Well, okay. I have no idea what that was, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, they we were always, always funny. Yeah, we would always stop shows. and watch them even if we weren't, he wasn't picked you yeah. know, all the time. And then the UK one as well. Mm-hmm. I'll bet Good they times. did Shakespearean things out Yes. There. It was a different time for entertainment back then. That's right. I but miss those. They do still have, you know, unique to the country entertainment. They used to have yeah. those um, sisters that were like stomping wine, which that was like more of a comedy funny thing. It wasn't authentic okay. Italian people. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah and what else was in they always had the fountain in the back Mm -hmm. and it was pretty to look at and i was going to say this about germany too what one of my favorite things is to see those uh buildings lit up at night it's always so beautiful and i always want to take a million photos and then never do anything with them but it's really fun (laughs) (laughs) so moving right along then we will go to america america did not exist until it did. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of our favorites. Not because we're so full of pride and patriotism, but it really is a great show at yeah. I mean, we are the full American of Adventure, pride and patriotism, but we really like that show. Yeah, it's very quotable. <laughs> <laughs> and going back to on the last episode, I mentioned that you could see the polar bear from Norway in the backs stage magic tour uh-oh um i keep going i you also get to go backstage at the american adventure that's a highlight have you been back there or i have not? been you yes have, for a different everywhere. tour yes um so yeah i did you know tear up when i got in there and i felt it's like pretty a amazing silly person because it was all other like bloggers and whatever and i'm like this <laughs> old lady that's crying at seeing benjamin uh-huh. franklin back there but it was, uh, you know, obviously Epcot has affected my life a lot. So seeing, and it didn't take away any of the magic for me, as some things do. Like I always never wanted to see backstage at the Haunted Mansion, which I have right. seen a few times. And it's really cool. I'm glad I saw it. But I was very worried going into it that I would, you know, lose that mm-hmm. 
sense of wonder and magic about it, but it really made it even more impressive to me. And one of the things is that they still use the original computer systems because right. they work better than anything they could do right now yeah. as far as reliability. <laughs> yeah, what they made originally works, and yeah. so why change something that works? Yes. So we could, you know... We could, between us, do the entire American adventure, I think. <laughs> I honestly, I think I could. Yeah. That was, that was one of the things. <laughs> back when I worked at Epcot, after work every day, we, my buddy Alex and I, we would, uh, we would hit the parks every single night and just basically shut down the parks every night. And so one of the things that we did is we memorized the lines of every attraction and the American adventure was absolutely tops on our list and <laughs> where we would be able to quote the entire show. And yes. so he was always better at it than I was, but, uh, really? Yeah. You're pretty he, good. He, he was a, well, I've had many years <laughs> <laughs> since then to see the show. Uh, yeah. That's one mm -hmm. of the things that, you know, we can be anywhere and there can be something on, on the floor yeah. or the ground and it'll turn into those or new <laughs> whatever is all over the floor. <laughs> And Dr. Franklin. Yes, I mean, I, I'm really, I'm trying to hold back from, from <laughs> doing it because I could just go on. We on, really do quote that a lot, whether it applies to what's happening around us or not. You know, it's very quotable. That's nonsense. The same tea that cost you <laughs> three shillings a pound costs us six. But anyway. <laughs> no, ain't nothing going to ruin today. We're Quiet. all together. That's what counts. You were too soon. I was. <laughs> Quiet, both of you. You're going to ruin Ma's birthday. Wait, that's before the I thing know, that I say. That's one of the things I like to do. So. All right. Well, anyway. Okay, we're getting way off hand here. Are we? This is this is what people are listening uh, in yeah, for. Yeah, that's us true. badly doing the American Adventure. No, just kidding. Uh, so back when it opened, the American Gardens Theater was not covered. That's right. And they had a little show called something that had the World <laughs> Showcase dancers in it. I don't know if it had a name, but the World Showcase dancers. Do you remember those or not? Very vaguely, yes, I do. I have a great, you know, love of them, and I miss them. They were just, you know, dancing cast members from mm -hmm. back then. I, I'm sure some of them were also doing the Top of the World probably show back then, which I also did. And experienced a couple of times with my parents. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, but we would always, you know, again with my mom with the dancing thing, we would always sit there and watch that show. And at one point, all of, basically it was uh, different, a dance couple from each country that was represented, and probably some that weren't represented. I don't remember all the specifics. But they would do a show on stage, and then they would come out into the audience and get a volunteer to just, you know, do a quick dance around them. I was chosen one time. Oh, I think I've seen the pictures. Yes, of this. I've posted that a few times. <laughs> I will have to link it or post it again when I write about this episode. Um, but it was just really fun. And my mom got to talking to one of them. So that's why we took the photos. Uh, there's one of me like posing with her and we would see her every time we would come back. Oh, that's very special. So yeah, it was a fun time. And then they closed that down and that was sad, but I'm sure they went on to other areas of the park. Yes. Entertainment comes and entertainment goes, but <laughs> Lately, it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but eventually, they put a roof on the place. Yep, they did. I don't know the year of that. I do not know either. But um, who knows? Our producer is not looking that up for us. So we'll never it was know. sometime in the 80s. Uh, when they put a roof on the American Gardens 
theater. It might be in my stuff that I have up right here. In the opening special with Danny Kaye and uh, Drew Barrymore, they do have a performance at that stage by Marie Osmond. Mm. And, yeah, you can see the spaceship Earth in in the background, and there's wind whipping through her hair and all that. I I guess, is that probably why they... Probably, yeah, it's because it's right on the water there, so... Uh, what else do we want to say about America? Well, uh, I enjoy the Hall of Flags that they have there uh, that yes. you get to go through on your way into the theater, yes. which represents all of the flags that uh, f- have flown over the United States of America over its history. They told me a fun fact about the grate at the uh, that wall. You know, there's that grate that's like all ornate. And oh, yes. And then there's another one upstairs. I can't remember the facts. <laughs> That's but it okay, was though. something that I didn't know before, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I might have written it in the blog. We'll have to find that. If you know that fact about the grate, <laughs> I think it's like an air filter, but I don't remember right. what it was modeled after something or whatever. Anyway, I do love the flags also. I love the whole theater. Oh, just even all the paintings yeah. throughout the, the rotunda on the bottom and above are just... And I know those were done by a lot of the Disney artists, and yes. uh, and I like the quotes that they have in there. Yes. So, yeah. Well, that's new. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and the music that was in the American Pavilion, of course, was in the same vein and the same, I guess, style or overtones to the rest of the original Epcot music. So it really... Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, Two Brothers and Golden um, Dream. Golden Dream. Mm-hmm. And then the Pilgrim song in the beginning, I mean... Yeah. Gives you goosebumps every time. And that's another uh, real good reason to have the Beard Epcot book because they have some giant foldouts that are the uh, artwork that's used oh, in okay. that uh, in that attraction. Very. Because one of the things I, I really enjoy about that attraction is that they don't they only used um, technology that was up till that point of time. Mm-hmm. For example, you don't see video in, until video actually began. You don't see photography until photography began. And so before that, all they had was paintings. So everything that you see is a painting backdrop. So there you go. Yeah. Who knew? I guess you did. I believe that was in the Burn Bomb book. That's oh, what, really? Well, I don't know. I It might have actually been in the Sepcot Center book, but it's, it's, a, it's a fun fact. It is a fun fact. Um, I so really yeah. enjoy that pavilion and of course they are now closing down or it is closed liberty inn so yes so be a barbecue town so no more hamburgers and french fries no. which i know they've kind of developed over the years but it, it was always the go-to place for those that were not exotic <laughs> eaters not adventurous with their taste right so that brings us of course to japan oh yeah which may be my favorite I believe it is my favorite, too, and it certainly became my favorite over the years since I have had the fortune to be able to go to Japan a couple of times in 2010 and 2011. Uh, I think that trumps my, not to use that word, but (laughs) my eating at table service dining when I was younger. Yeah. (laughs) Because I still haven't been to Japan. Maybe someday. I mean, yeah. I I do enjoy the fact that I've gotten to go, but I certainly need to, to bring you, to take you to see that. But anyway, it's because of that. It's certainly become one of my favorites. But it yes. was it was always just so exotic and beautiful to begin with. Yes. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I the walking up to it. I mean, 
the architecture and the design is just so beautiful to look at in day or night and the fact that you can walk deep into way deep yeah the pavilion unlike america and i guess you know germany you can a little bit but it's not as far back right this um, one you can get pretty pretty yeah. deep into and then of course they have that museum that's in the back where they yes. have a rotating exhibits which are always fun to see yeah i always wanted to go up into the pagoda and i always I know. wondered why they didn't open that up but I'm sure it houses things yeah. that... Uh, <laughs> Important stuff. Yeah. That we can't see. Probably some speakers and things like that. Yes. And lasers for the for the nighttime shows. But yeah. yeah. But they have, you know, the giant, huge department store shop is yes. always, you know, good for a couple hours to walk through and check out all of the fun. Yeah. And goods. China had a huge store too, but I always preferred Japan. Yeah, it never, it, and it never grabbed me as much as the one that Japan did. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously not all the same stuff, but I think I don't know. It was just more intriguing, mm -hmm. and certainly there was unusual Japanese toys and stuffed animals <laughs> even back before Pokemon and yes. Nintendo were added to the mix, and all the other fun anime stuff. And Pokemon. Did you say I that? I did one? say that, yes. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so nice, so you have to I guess I was, uh, I guess I was thinking of... You can never have too much Pokemon. I was thinking of the Ghibli. Oh, yes. The Studio Ghibli yes. uh, characters. Uh, they have some Totoro. amazing, not just stuffed animals, but art, books of art oh, and yes. like crazy things, like dishes and cups, you know, tea sets that you would never see anywhere yep. but there. Uh, lots of fun stuff and intriguing things that were as you know a little kid you were just like in awe of them and of course fun incense that was always I do like the incense yeah when you walk in there it's just transformative <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> and we certainly got some chopsticks over the years and probably little bowls and things yeah I always my family we actually did have the like the ramen the, the soup bowls that they mm -hmm. have from that you can now find in the yeah. Japan Pavilion, it's, which were always very special dishes that we only used on very rare occasions. Oh. And of but course, the Japanese candy and things oh in yes, the back that's was always, always yummy and fun. Fun to explore and try new things. Mm -hmm. And honestly, <sighs> the the uh, the quick service restaurant, which you know used to be the Yakitori House, was always my go-to place. That was always a very delicious. I never went there until maybe. <laughs> The early 2000s, maybe mid 2000s. To, uh, quick full service places. Well, business. now I can't eat anything there except I think they have vegetable sushi. That's but right. before I was vegetarian, even the chicken curry is so good there. Oh yes, <laughs> chicken curry cutlet. Yeah, uh, we did go to Tepanido Ooh. many, many, many times when I was young. That was our go-to. Here's restaurant. a fun fact for you. I went my first 18 years of life, and this was because of my mother, <laughs> without having a single grain of rice. I never had rice. Yeah. And then I didn't discover it until I actually started working at Epcot Center. And then I have literally had it every single day since. <laughs> I cannot get enough. White rice is literally my favorite food. And I, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to basically this catch up. so much about you. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up from <laughs> a, a whole childhood of never having experienced rice. Yes. And I guess my mother must have, I don't know, she must have had a, 
childhood trauma with rice or something that she just <laughs> refused to make it. Hmm. But uh, I'm sorry you missed out. No, that's okay. You've, I've you've I've made since up for a lost gone time. back. Yeah, since had many many bowls of rice. Uh, but yeah, the you know hibachi style dining in there, which. I, I really that. loved before they redid it. It's still nice now. Um, I can't remember specifically why I liked it better before, but it was always <laughs> a fun experience. And I, like I said, I don't remember ever going to Benihana when I was younger. So having did. been spoiled by Epcot, oh yeah, Japan, I can imagine. Then going to Benihana, I'm like, what are they? Why are they throwing things at me? Because they didn't. <laughs> they did fun stuff with the onions and the volcano, and now they make it into a Mickey head. But they never did like crass things. Yeah, there it was I, very tasteful. Like oil yeah, with yeah, exactly. So, not a fan of those sorts of things and getting involved where you have to like watch out for things getting thrown at you. Um, but it's a, I haven't been there since it's been a while being a vegetarian or vegan so that's okay and now of course they have the new restaurant downstairs which we will try at some point indeed but they always had the Japanese Zen garden up front as well which mm -hmm. was always fun so yeah that's a great place which moves on to our next country which is the Morocco which is the first um, um, expansion since the opening of Epcot, which opened with nine countries, but Morocco was the first one that um, opened after the opening, which I believe was 1984. Um, but that's since it's such an exotic place that a lot of us aren't very familiar with. I don't think many, too many of us have been to Morocco. It's always uh, a fun place to to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really does. It's very a very close second as far as. Uh, visually my mm -hmm. favorite country because it is so authentic looking. I mean, they had artisans from Morocco helping That's to right. build that. Yeah, the, I know is the Kingdom of Morocco really uh, helped, uh, whereas most of the other uh, World Showcase pavilions were kind of funded by the uh, some of the companies within. That pavilion was actually mostly funded by the actual Kingdom of Morocco, and they mm -hmm. sent their, their best artisans and their best... Yeah. Uh, artists and sculptors and things like that to actually create uh you know all the little intricate tile work that you see yeah it's uh, amazing so, yeah and one of the really good things about morocco is that it has so many fun little twists and turns yeah, you and can streets get that, lost in there yeah that really go deep deep into the pavilion it's easy to get lost and and there's all kinds of fun things to be found in each of the little shops and You've never been to the restaurant. I still have not been. Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've walked through it, but I've it never was eaten another it. favorite of my parents. So I, I never really liked it because I think the only thing I could get because I didn't eat lamb even back then was like chicken, but it was like on the bone. Mm -hmm. okay. So I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I went there, and they did have like uh, they would give you rose water, mm -hmm. which of course, if you remember from a few episodes ago, I am obsessed with and love rose water. <laughs> but the good thing about that restaurant is it hasn't really changed much since opening at all we took christian in he hasn't been either <coughs> i guess i just never took anyone back there um, i'd be interested in going yeah so we'll have to do that <laughs> at some point <laughs> um but they have of course the belly dancing show in there and it's gorgeous inside if you don't want to actually have a meal there you can oh yeah they'll let mm. you walk around and just we look just at them and it's gorgeous mm -hmm. inside 
And they have incense in, they do in, have the, incense in the shops in out there, shop too. as well, yes. So that's always fun to and smell. And they have rose water. Oh, yeah, that's right. That you can buy. I like the, the interesting music that they have. And yes. And then there's also that little museum, which you said is currently... De- it's um, currently closed. It just says all of the, the same thing that all the Epcot closures have the sign we're creating a new Epcot so I don't know okay I think it's the same thing but we'll see if they're gonna bring it back but it was always a good hidden spot Mm -hmm. for both air conditioning Uh there's a couple little benches in there but it was really interesting stuff in there as well absolutely and then there's the shops outside across the street were always there Um, what else did I love about Morocco I guess it was just getting silver and stuff like that they added a lot to it though over the years really yeah with the tangerine cafe that's right which is a good place to eat if you you ask me you can get hummus fries at spice road table even when food and wine is not happening (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh so the next one and i should say that out just outside of morocco is one of the two uh friendship boat landings oh yeah we didn't talk about the other one's in germany we'll get to that but that's okay (laughs) <laughs> the fun friendship boats that go across yes. World Showcase Lagoon. Anyway, but yes, the next one is France, which France. is another one of our favorites. I know that yes. both of us have actually been to France at separate times in our lives. Yes. And it was just always very quaint and beautiful when you walked up. Um, I was reading in the Birnbaum book, in the dining section, that apparently there was a place called... I can't find it right now, but it was <laughs> Au Petit Café. Do you remember that at all? I think um, that might be where the food and wine kiosk is in okay. that section. And then they, they say that there was tables um, with umbrellas, but black-jacketed waiters. Well, I don't remember that at all. I'm wondering if that was just... The main restaurant. I c- no, because that was Chefs de France. That's right. There's, well, right there's there. that one plus the one above it. That was always um, on the second floor. What was the name of that before? I'm mm, not sure. I can't remember. Before it was Monsieur Paul, it was something else. Right. And then there was the La Patisserie out in the back. Yes. Which was always good. But I think the highlight of France is, of course, L'Empoisson de France. Which you would probably be able to say better. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. You said it. Uh, L'impression de France. There you go. <laughs> the movie. Yes, my favorite of all things. And if they change it, I will be and very sad. I mean, it still is essentially the original movie that, you know, that opened with Epcot Center on October 1st, 1982. And it's still going strong. I know that they've, they've, uh, they're now kind of replacing it with, not replacing it, but... They're it's adding, going to be shared yeah. with a sing-along with Beauty and the Beast. The live-action Beauty and the Beast, but I think. Or maybe it's a mix I of both. I believe it's live-action, but yeah. but just as long as L'Impression de France I could just still be seen. I just really hope it's not like the beginning of squeezing yes. it out because... it. I mean... Yeah. It's outdated, yes, in some places, in some but places, it's yes. just so beautiful and the music that and goes that's with the thing. it. It's, it's, not, it's narrated... By the music primarily, yeah. and the music of France is timeless. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a just a <sighs> postcard picture perfect, you know, see the scenes yeah. of France. And I think you and Provencio. I have a uh, similar background in that 
after going to World Showcase, we became much more interested in world travel. Oh, yeah. We both got posters of other countries we to did. put up in our room. <laughs> I had France. I had, I think, like Brussels or something, which I don't know. It was just I a pretty had a thing. France and I had a Canada. Oh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. it's And the shops in there, I think, were similar for me anyway to the Italy ones that we would walk through them, but there was like that whole perfume thing Mm. and wine store I wasn't really too interested in but the shop that was at the end of the movie was always fun for me Um, and it's still there only not as big because they added yeah they've now kind of moved yeah they've added the ice cream shop and moved the patisserie into that back area but it's still yeah everything that they have there is great as far as food and and stuff goes you know Mm -hmm. fun Fun choices. And then if we were to hop over the English Canal, which is <laughs> represented by that little waterway that connects World Showcase Lagoon with Crescent Lake, that'll take us over to the United Kingdom. Yes. Where? <laughs> you can get fish and chips. <laughs> oh, And yes. stroll on the high street and an English Tudor style mm-hmm. area. Yeah, things it, represented there. Yeah, as they never had an attraction there, it wasn't one that I really took to very much. But you know, they did have the the street uh, performers yes. that you had talked to me. I always about. liked walking through the shops there. Uh, yeah, I always enjoyed that too. They had fun little s- different toys, and mm-hmm. the tea place was always fun. It smells real good in there. Yeah, and they always had um, different candy from the UK. Oh yes. <laughs> unusual and strange to they me. They never gave out free samples, though. They did not. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, and Rose and Crown has been, you know, a classic from the start. It's right on the water. It's a great place to view whatever a nighttime show happens to be going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've always had fun British food there. So. That's right. Like the Scotch egg. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and of course, a main attraction in that pavilion was the UK phone booths. Oh, yes. Right next to the restrooms. The red booths? Always a fun photo spot for people that had never seen those And before. they actually had those in both the United Kingdom and in Canada. I was just going to say that. Well, go we ahead. we can go to Canada mm-hmm. now. We can skip over World Show Place because it didn't exist. Before. That's right. Oh, I forgot to mention, too. Wait, really quick. When I was looking through all of these things, um, apparently there was a restaurant situation on that walkway between England and France called the Renaissance Food Fair. And mm-hmm. you have no memory of that. I, I have, have no, no memory, memory of that. Of it's actually um, on Progress City USA. They have. That's a great historical a blog. I should <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> yeah. He has some photos of it from afar so you can see what the tent looked like and where it was huh. located. So that was a temporary thing? I Yeah, I guess. I'll but have to look at that. It said that it served like all sorts of weird food that wasn't <laughs> like specific to any country. It was like all different kinds of countries. Very interesting. So yeah, who knew? It opened in the early summer of 83, so I must have seen it. But I have zero... Well, my first memory. visit, as I mentioned, was in May of 84, so... Um, did Very it, weird. Was it closed by then, or does it not say? Um, it does not say okay. oh wait Operate, operating roughly uh, roughly a year between the summers of 83 and 84 I have no memory of that yeah but there you go 
Very That's very strange. interesting. I guess because a lot of the quick service places had not opened yet. Okay. Um, well, that would make sense. Nine Dragons wasn't open. France's Bistro de Paris did not exist, which I just talked about. And uh, stuff like that. So <laughs> weird little A side note history. in history. Yeah. yeah. Um, but going back to Canada. This was my favorite at the, uh, when I was younger. Yeah, I never, we kind of just walked by Canada a lot. Wow. I know, I feel bad because I missed out on beaver tails as a result of that. I uh, never had one. Beaver tails. I've Delish. heard they're amazing. And you can they're still the get them at like. the size of a beaver's tail. They still sell them <laughs> at some uh, fairs and yeah, things like that. Yeah, but they don't that. sell it at Epcot. I know. The last one I ever had was uh, the Millennium Eve. Oh. Delicious. But anyway, uh, since I am, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a big fan of <laughs> waterfalls and and I've always been a fan of Disney rock work and moving water over that. So I really, really enjoyed that area. Uh, so just being able to walk alongside a stream between giant, you know, walls of rock yeah. up to a giant waterfall. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was in heaven there. I love, love that. probably did the Canada movie more times than I did China, but it was still not a lot. I well, apologize. That's okay. But I, yeah, I've seen that one just like the Chinese, like literally like all of them I've seen hundreds of times. I just love it. Sorry. No, you, it's okay. <laughs> we all have our childhoods no, and what I we wish did, but I'd I, seen I do wish you had seen it more yeah. because I, it was just fun to be able to get lost in, in Canada. And of course the O Canada song to me was just another classic Epcot Center song. Did you ever eat in Le Cellier when it was a buffeteria? No. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend that would go there all the time, so she has many memories of that place. But I had, I never stepped foot in it until it became Le Cellier. And then I went a few times, but when it became like super popular and the yeah. dining plan started, I was just like, eh. Yeah, in my college days, I got to the point where I was very curious to see things. And I was pretty bold at the time, so I would go to go in areas where maybe I shouldn't have been just to mm. at least see them. So I always found a way just to walk through, even just to, to use the restroom, just <laughs> to be able to see what the interior looked like. And I know that that one in particular, it it's made to look bigger because one of the walls is, has mirrors on it. Yes. So it looks like yeah. double the size that it actually is. I know. It's a very small little cellar. And it's yeah, very dark because <laughs> it's a cellar. Yeah. But I always enjoy the areas on the other side where the the other gift shop was uh, that had the, the, the totem upstairs? poles. Oh. oh, that's right. There was there one was upstairs, a gift shop upstairs in I, the actual yeah. the tower. Up I there. remember they had Anne of Green Gables stuff at mm -hmm. one point up there. It was always kind of hoity-toity stuff. Yeah. No offense, but... <laughs> But it was always fun was just to at least kidney. at least uh, see that area being used. So yeah, that was fun. I know because now it's just empty, and everyone that you see up there is like, "What's right. up here?" I like it because it's another way to approach yes. the waterfall in the O Canada area. Yes, and up upstairs they do have the UK style phone booth. That's right. as well. Mm -hmm. And then they have that shop downstairs and the beautiful gardens, of course, uh, yes. on the way to Le Cellier. Um, from that side and now if you're listening to this during food and wine 2019 Ooh. they have that fun apple orchard in the actual in the, theater in yeah. the theater which is being refurbed as well that's right so check that out because Absolutely. it's very pretty there Ooh. 
So look at that. Did we just finish World Showcase? Well, we did not talk about the omnibuses. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Do Which, you remember a time when you could actually drive a yes, bus around World Showcase? I do, and I used to, I was just reading in the Birnbaum book this morning that he advises not to wait for them because you will get there faster on foot. Yeah, but who cares? <laughs> but it really was such a fun, and of course, you know, back in the day, there was more of them on Main Street, or at least more often on Main Street than there is now. Yeah. Um, but it was just a fun way to see it. We always went up on the second Oh, yes, I've story. always. Unless uh, a few times I got to sit up front with the driver. I was actually friends with a uh, omnibus driver back in the day. Hmm. So Dana Lynn Booth, if you're listening to this, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. The fun drives around World Showcase. Yeah, it it was really just, and I they had to beep the horn a lot. I do remember that. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it now, it's just it is not even remotely close to possible. It, yeah, with it's as many kind of festivals insane. as they have, yeah. and just the crowds and the booths that they have for the respective festivals, it is simply impossible. You know, what would have been fun is to have them at the other at the International Gateway exit, and then oh, you yeah. could take the bus around Boardwalk. And well, they had the they did have the tram the, system that which did that. I went on, yes. And now they have the Skyliner, so hopefully that's reopening at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then of course the friendship boats, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. which back then were you know brand new and much more, um, I think, fun and exciting. Now, I think they run a lot less than they used to. It used to be like every right. ten minutes, I think, back then, wasn't it? Yeah, or I'm not really. Sh I don't really recall how often they went or how often they do go now. There's but a lot more in the fleet. Back yes. Then. I mean, now they've certainly expanded it to go all throughout um, that water area that goes all the way to the Hollywood Studios, yes, to Swan and Dolphin, to That's Boardwalk, true. and to Yacht and Beach. So it's expanded. Yes. So. Very good. But yeah, and then that brings us back up front to Disney Traders and Port of Entry, which... Happened right. in 1988, apparently. Which we found out. So that takes us to the end of the Epcot day. And so I guess night has now fallen. <laughs> and so we have to enjoy some sort of a nighttime so show. Much in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes. My feet are killing me. It took us four weeks. <laughs> but I think we should enjoy a nice nighttime show. What, what do we have uh, lined up? Well, it depends on when we're visiting Epcot. <laughs> Originally, it was Carnival de Lumiere. Ooh, I, which never I did have see that no one. memory of. <laughs> Uh, it celebrated world festivals with fountains, film, music, and other effects. Okay. Rear projection screens on barges. Oh, yeah. Um, and then fireworks, of course, controlled by Apple computers, apparently. Ooh, a fancy new thing. Yes. Um, the show could only be viewed from points between the Mexican and Canada. Oh, well, that's obviously... Mexico and Canada is the whole thing. Never mind. But That's no, a dumb uh, line, oh, Wikipedia. Between Mexico and Canada on the future world. Today. Right. Oh, just in that one section? Yeah. So it was like straight on? I guess right. I do remember that being a thing. Ooh. Interesting. That's so limiting. I guess it's kind of like world of color in that way. Yeah, that's true. And then um, a new world fantasy, which is, I think, what I have the most memories of. I always say laser phonic fantasy, but new world fantasy had all the synthesizer things. Oh, yes, synthesizer. Which I loved because it was a big deal at the time, <laughs> even though I played it for Christian and he did not enjoy it. It was just boring. <laughs> I like synthesizers. 
Uh, but it, it was classical 80s. music set to synthesizers, so, you know. I guess they always had that classical theme because when they yes. started Illuminations in what year? Uh, well, Laserphonic Fantasy okay. was after that. Oh, I'm sorry. And then that was all also classical music, which was, you know, the country, each country is classical mm -hmm. music. And then Illuminations, um, actually Holiday Illuminations was the first thing, I think. Oh, maybe not. That says uh, starting in 2004, so that's Might, no. wrong. That's okay. But the, yeah, the original Illuminations is the one that I uh, was a that big was fan in, of. That was in, what, 88? It started in 88. So as I mentioned, I was a cast member at uh, Epcot from 1990 through 1993. So uh, pretty much at the end of every workday, I would be able to see Illuminations. And one of the fond memories I have is just instead of just staying in one spot to watch the show, me and my buddy Alex, we would actually walk all the way around World Showcase during the show just to see like how many mm -hmm. times around we could get during the show or whatever and uh, basically get different perspectives of the show yes. during it. So, And that was fun. I, I certainly enjoyed the classical music, all of the lasers and the water and the fireworks and the lights on all the diff different countries' pavilions. Yeah, it was always pretty. And that's when <laughs> I guess they changed it uh, at the Millennium. Well, there was Illuminations 25, oh, okay. which that was the Remember the Magic year. Oh, so it'd be there the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World. I guess so, yes. Not the 25th of Illuminations, no. Right, okay. Um, we almost made it to that, but it didn't quite make it. That's okay. That had featured the Remember the Magic song, oh, yes. which was a big deal back then. It was then. very much a big deal. Um, still sponsored by GE back then. Mm-hmm. And then... The big change, of course, was for the Millennium. Yes. That's when, that's when they actually started the fun parade, the, the fountain of... Or sorry, not fountain. The... <laughs> tapestry tapestry of, nations? of Nations. My apologies. <laughs> which was just my favorite. I mean, if you can think about it, just like we were talking about the Omnibus... Can you imagine them even having a parade around World Showcase? I know, that's so crazy. And it was crazy even back then. It was kind of that, like... That is true, because <laughs> I guess they were kind of stretching the limits of yeah. what they could do. It wasn't a single parade that went all the way around. It, there were several entry points in the World Showcase where different parts of the parade were, would come on. So like mm -hmm. there might be one that would come out in between Mexico and Norway, for yeah. example, or I guess Norway and China, and then kind of wrap around from there to Germany, for example, and then mm -hmm. kind of cut back that way. And then another part that would go up from Germany and then go through France. So it seemed like it was one long parade, but it was actually several different pockets. But the the soundtrack for these parades was just all of our favorite. Do you have any remembrances of that? I mean, I just loved the music, and I loved the the sage of time. Oh, yes. <laughs> leading the way and then they had those weird drummers they and everything had the big drums the giant puppets uh that was just a lot of fun i know that then they transitioned from tapestry of nations to tapestry of dreams where they ah, would yes. collect the dreams of children children they, around the world they would write their dreams on a piece of paper and then give them to the dream catcher wow yeah <laughs> i i think i was not yeah 2001 i was up in Rhode Island then so that's all right. I didn't get to see that too much but yeah it was a lot of fun and, and that soundtrack which is you know there was actually an album that they put out that has all of the the millennium music 
which I definitely recommend. That's it's my a, favorite Disney CD. It's a good one. <laughs> I want to listen to that. But they also had that for the uh, next version of Illuminations. The which ref- was Reflections of Earth. That's right. Which we just lost. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fun and good show. Uh-huh. I yeah. I do like when there is... Uh, classical music and each country represented so I kind of missed that personally in the reflections of earth thing but I get that they were you know telling a larger story yes, if the, you will the story of the entire world yeah and from its creation all the way through it present was time. always fun hearing you know you and Glenn narrate <laughs> the ball coming out and all of what the earth was forming and yep. what all the different mm-hmm. things meant so I will miss that. And it was great music as well. Oh, yes. And I think, um, you know, just jumping, jumping right to Epcot Forever, I do appreciate that they made little tributes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the <laughs> beginning eight minutes of the 10 or 11 minute show. I love the kites. Yes, the kites are very fun. Um, I wished that there were more original music used versus kids singing them or different arrangements uh i don't know why they they went that way i guess they're trying to keep it updated or bring it to the future or something like that or it was just the barest minimum of tributes that they could do because they're not a huge fan if you can't tell (laughs) they did uh they Represented many of the different original Epcot songs, but yeah, very few of them were in its original format, um, if any, actually. No, I don't think any of them. Well, they did the instrumental uh, legacy song in the very beginning, so that was obviously original, but that was about it. And And I mean, just hearing that instantly brought me to tears, and going into One Little Spark and Tomorrow's Child, even though they weren't original what hearing them did make me tear up a lot because I love the music so much and I really just had such high hopes yeah for a glorious <laughs> three-hour tribute to Epcot and that's not what happened yeah so. I think we were definitely looking for something that they were not wanting to give us yeah and then of course they ended it with a whole new world from Aladdin which has no place in i mean i get why they did it that they're saying epcot is going to be a whole new world and also there's going to be a lot more ip in epcot so get used to it but yeah that doesn't mean i have to enjoy it and i didn't yeah, i was told <laughs> at the beginning that trust me you're really gonna like this show um i <laughs> just it, no it didn't get to me i mean i can imagine i haven't seen it since that first night and i haven't been back to epcot since that first night uh, maybe we'll go tonight. I don't know. But I would imagine if I was just walking around World Showcase and it was happening, I would appreciate that it was happening and I could hear that some of that music. But then I would probably want to get out of there before a whole new world started. Yeah. <laughs> just because. And I'll, pretty much everyone that we spoke with, they were all yeah. very puzzled by the ending of that. They, they were all pretty much of the same idea that it was, you know, good and fun you know a lot of fun tributes and then wait what yeah it was just a lot of, very abrupt wait why did they do that right there that was especially given the history of 
the nighttime spectaculars, how grand they all were. And I get that this is temporary, but it's a whole year. It's not just like, you know, a three month show. It's a whole year of this. We don't even know how long it's I going to be. I think it's going to be a little bit less than a year. Like wow. March or May, I, from what I hear. That's what I always thought too, and everyone has, since then has been saying it for years. So That's I'm right. Really confused. Hmm. I thought yeah, it was something lasting until. Well, like the, it's an unnamed year. time of 2020. So. Right, but it's definitely not forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. Which is good. You know, so we'll always have our fond memories, and um, but I guess they will not be lived necessarily through this show i i do enjoy the f i loved the fireworks there was really fun colors i loved the kites the kites both are fantastic yeah. just the light up ones and the pyro kites they were great i love them mm -hmm. i hope that they keep those in future shows oh, yeah. and there are no weird jet ski accidents or anything to prevent them from yeah, using them because there definitely had to be a, a definitely a choreography with all yeah. of the speedboats kind of <laughs> meandering through the through the lake to to make those happen yeah. but uh and, and i despite appreciate that, all of my opinions of epcot forever i still have high hopes for harmony us mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the next one on the I horizon think they're probably wanting it to be pronounced as harmonious i'm but just kidding i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because they do make the u.s at the yeah. end like us it's about all of us and our movies so yeah. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> it'll be interesting to see i don't know it's just i have no idea what the future of epcot holds and that's the thing but... we're going to find out more about this and we will uh, have another show where we will talk about the future and yes. what they are presenting as being the future of epcot at the epcot experience that's right so that'll be fun so this wraps up our very long meandering stroll down Epcot's memory lane. Yes, I would say original Epcot, if you will, at yes. least from opening through maybe about 1993, 1994-ish. Yeah. So, yeah. We hope you've enjoyed walking along with us. Maybe you have some memories of your own mm -hmm. or remember things that we totally didn't mention and forgot about. So you can let us know if that's the case. Please do. <laughs> uh, until then, you can, of course, like and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube or you haven't, you can see us on YouTube if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, give us a thumbs up there. You can subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts or mm -hmm. download podcasts. You can find us all on every social media That's known right. to man. And you are Xanaland. Xanaland and Otisney. Otisney? Xanaland.com? Yes. Check it out. You'll hear more about this episode on there when we post it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So Thank you thanks very much. for listening and meandering and wandering with us. And Thank you, because I know that this has been time. very special. So It has. We've very wanted nice to us. talk about Epcot a lot for a long time, <laughs> and I feel like we have. But as I said last time, we will go and do deep dives on specific definitely. pavilions and World but we'll definitely places. touch on other topics for other yes. places too. We're so. not going to be all Epcot all the time <laughs> forever. Uh, but this was fun and I hope that you guys enjoyed it too. So right. Thanks for listening. Up the waterfall. <laughs>
Disneyland.